Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaua podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, talks practically about the importance of persistent prayer. Jesus taught us to pray for daily bread. Not only does this persistent prayer engage God in a daily relationship, it also equips us as Christians to share the spiritual provisions we receive. Are you here because you're looking for something? Yes. I think we're all looking for something. And I, I want to bless this, this morning to be practical, because it has to be practical. You know, a walk with God cannot be done in church. <laughs> it's not in church that you're a Christian. It's every day. And I think that in so many areas, we can look and see we are walking in an anointing. There are things happening, but it's still limited. Right? We pray for things and and we're going to talk about prayer this morning. You know, but sometimes we, it's like that, that, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. And you go like, what is wrong? Does prayer work? Is it really actually worth praying? You know, does it change? And then this week, you know, in our class, we studied about that. And prayer is the, the means by which we can bring changes. It's the one principle above everything else that we can change our circumstances. And I, that's important, right? <laughs> because we, we have so many you know, areas in our life that we, we are looking for changes. You know, we have so many people sick, right? And you go like, but wait, why are we sick? You know, if he took upon himself in the cross all of our infirmities, what is wrong, right? And I blessed this this morning. And we're going to start praying the word back. And then we're going to see an effectiveness in that. So to me, one thing I, I think is important is that, you know, we feed upon the word. We, we live, we, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. So, it's important that we go back to the Word, and this is what I want to do. You know, it's like, if we're going to talk about prayer, there is somebody that really, I think, understands how prayer works. And that's Jesus. <laughs> right? So, you, you want to learn from the best. You know, and, and don't, don't get lost in a lot of things. And that, that's, again, part of going back to the Word. And I'm going to do a lot of reading, okay? So we are Matthew 6. And this is, you know, Jesus is speaking because it's red. So I know that. Beware of practicing your righteousness before man to be noticed by them. Right? Beware of trying to show off. You know, don't just try to do things to impress people. Let it be real to you. You know, don't fake it, <laughs> right? Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Isn't that cool? 
When was the last time you read this verse? <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Bring John here. This is where you start learning to pray with humility, right? You do not know how to pray. Face it. Stop exalting human intelligence to the place where you become an advisor to God. Telling him what to do in his church, in your family, in your life, when you do not know. If you do know, and it has been confirmed again and again, then stand and pray with wisdom and intelligence. If you do not know, I would suggest that with the burden upon your heart, you break forth in the Spirit and pray according to the will of God. Otherwise, you may continually fall a victim of being the judge and jury deciding what God should and should not do in a certain case when he has not indicated and not spoken. Right? Good place to start learning. You face that you don't know. And then a lot of times we, we think that prayer is, you know, you sit on the throne and you, you send God to run your errands. Right? God, why don't you go do this? And I need this. Now, can you pr please bring that person to church and make that person apologize to me? Right? Sometimes prayer doesn't work because we don't know how to pray. And we're praying with our minds and with our in intelligence, and that's limited. So this is going back to learning from the best. Beware of practicing your righteousness before man to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. When, therefore, you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you. Are you guys getting the point here? You know, when you're going to do something, don't put it on the speakerphone, I'm going to do something for the Lord. Does it make sense? Look how wonderful I am. I'm giving this help to somebody that's in need, right? Do not sound a trumpet before you as a hypocrite doing the synagogues in the, in the streets that they may be honored by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. <laughs> but when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You don't have to let anybody know what you're doing. That your alms may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. And when you pray, you are not to be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners in order to be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have the reward in full. We all know the Lord's Prayer, right? The disciples' prayer. But this is the, the introduction. Sometimes it's good to go back to the, the setting, the context of what Christ was doing with his disciples. He was like, here, here's what you need to do. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret. 
And your father who sits in secret will repay you. And when you're praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. This helping anybody so far? I bless this for us. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. I think that this is very important. You know, like we're not to be God's advisors. But what we can do is we can remind him of his word. Because he knows already what we need. But maybe he's working on the timing of giving that to us. Or maybe there's something that we're going to discover that he's working nuts. You know, I was waiting on the Lord this morning and it's like, and we were talking about that in the class yesterday, you know, about the wrong reactions. You know, and then you're like, God, change that person, change that person. That person drives me crazy. And I was thinking, what if the Lord is using that person to change your reaction? Does it make sense? You're praying for the person to change, and the Lord is waiting for you to change. And then when you change, that person doesn't drive you crazy anymore. And then you're happy, God is happy, that person is happy. Because the problem is my reaction to things around me. And instead of you asking for the Lord to change the other person, you, Lord, give me more love. Give me your eyes to see that person. Does it make sense? Yes. Okay, so pray then in this way. So, John Stevens, speaking about this prayer, he found seven different relationships that we can study in this prayer. Okay? Our Father, who are in heaven. First relationship, you come to pray as a son. But you don't come alone. You're not praying, my Father. You're saying, our Father. You come realizing that you are part of a family. And we are all his sons and daughters. And you don't come asking or praying for yourself alone. You come always bringing everybody with you. Yeah. Hallowed be thy name. Second relationship. You come as a worshiper. You come always giving honor and glory. You come always realizing that this awesome God is in heaven. But he's, he's everywhere. He's all-powerful. So you come with a, a relationship of giving honor and realizing how small you are compared to his ability to do everything. So you come as a worshiper. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. You come as a citizen of the kingdom. You come realizing that he is looking to establish a kingdom, his lordship. Thy will be done. You are a servant. You come to serve him 
and to do His will. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. You come petitioning, asking. You come because you, you need to be fed. Spirit, soul, and body, you need to be fed. So you ask for the daily bread because you don't ask for your monthly bread. You don't ask for a yearly blessing because what really matters here is the relationship. He wants you to go back to him every day to receive more from him. He's not just a provider. He wants a relationship. And so the, the key behind this prayer here is you discovering and working in all these different seven relationships. Each time you come to pray, you have all those hats in your head. You come as a son, as a worshiper, as a citizen of the kingdom, as a servant, and come as a petitioner. Say, I need you. Because that's what God loves, worship, right? He wants us to be dependent on him. He doesn't want us to be independent. He wants us to feed upon him. And, you know, Christ said, I am the bread that came from heaven. You know, your fathers ate manna in the desert, but they were still hungry after that. But if you eat of me, you will never be hungry again. But it's this relationship, this daily relationship, where we come and receive the fresh bread every day. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Then you think, well, but my sins have been forgiven already, right? I, I, I'm saved. Yeah, but since I, I, was, I was saved, I still sin a lot. Right? Every day you come as a sinner. You come again saying, I need you. I need forgiveness. Because yesterday I got mad at somebody. Because yesterday I judged somebody. But then the key here is that you cannot come as a sinner asking for anything that you're not first willing to give. You cannot ask for forgiveness if you're not willing to also be the heart of God of forgiveness to those around you. It doesn't work. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The seventh relationship is you are a soldier. You are fighting the enemy. And you're asking the Lord to help you, to deliver you from the enemy, to deliver you from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, then your Father will not forgive you your transgressions. Lord, help us to get the whole package. You know, understand the whole package. It's like, it doesn't matter, you know, when you have like a piece of equipment. Sometimes the tiniest little part, if you remove it, will make nothing work. 
And I think that prayer is a package. It's a package of a, of a relationship, all included. We don't come isolated, we come as part of a family. We come as sons, we come as worshipers. We come as forgivers, as sinners. I'm going to read the same teaching in Luke, okay? And in Luke 11, 1, it's almost the same thing, but there's some cool stuff here. And it came about that while he was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. So this is interesting, because we are the disciples, and we can ask him to teach us how to pray. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. Now here's what's different. And he said to them, suppose one of you shall have a friend and shall go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey and I have nothing to set before him. Okay, what is the key here? The key is you're not asking for yourself. You're praying to give what your friend needs. Your friend needs three loaves of bread. He needs food for his spirit, for his soul, and for his body. And you, the prayer of persistence is not necessarily because you are needy. It's because you don't have what others need. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, he shall answer and say, Do not bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. Isn't that awesome? You are not my son. You are not my kid. Stay away from here. Go home. You know, I am here with my family already. There is a, a, almost like a, a, a reluctance in God. But we know that we have to approach him as sons. And then the persistence comes in. I cannot get up and give you anything. Verse 8, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend... Yet, because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And I say to you, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it shall be opened. I bless this for us. I'm glad that we, we don't say, when we see a need, say, I'm sorry, I don't have it. I cannot help you. Oh, you need bread? I don't have it. 
You know, you see a need, you say, yeah, I cannot do anything. No, you knock. And you go get it. And you go pray, and you go intercede, and you keep seeking to receive from the Lord what your friends need. Isn't that interesting that he's not, he was not teaching you to pray for your own need. But he was teaching, you know, you're going to approach God to have what you need to feed others. You know, and I, we bless his house that each one of us will have this prayer relationship with the Father. That we will always have three loaves of bread to give. You know, we'll be able to help others with physical bread, material needs, what, whatever they need. But we also have a, a soul, emotional bread, a comfort, compassion. That we will, okay, I don't know if I can comfort you, but I can pray for you. I can feel what you're feeling. I can rejoice with those that rejoice, and I can be sad with those that are sad. We can be all-inclusive and be a blessing, be feeding to one another. And then we will also have a, a spiritual bread, a word, you know, a word that will feed those that are hungry, that need something fresh daily from the Lord. You may be thinking, what about my worthiness? What about all the things God is trying to work out in my life. That's God's problem. He should not have given this promise. If he's going to make the answer conditional upon your worthiness. Right? There's no place there. You know, you hold on to that promise. If you seek him with all your heart, you're going to find him. It doesn't mean if you have everything right in your life. But if, it means if you're persistent, if you're really driven to do it. What about the, all the things that God is trying to work out in my life? That's God's problem. He should not have given this promise if he's going to make the answer conditional upon your worthiness. He made the answer conditional only upon your persistence. Didn't, didn't he? I bless us. You know, we, we appropriate this persistence. And we appropriate this relationship, this personal relationship with the Lord. You know, I, not putting down the prayer that says, you know, God of Abraham, God of Jacob. No, I want to say, God, you are my God. You are my Father. And I want to I be able to be your channel appropriating from you what you want to feed others, how you can, you want to minister to others. You know, because if I, I, I need forgiveness, but I'm willing to give forgiveness, even before I, I ask you for, to forgive me. I'm glad this for us. I'm glad this process. You know, we're looking for effectiveness. We're looking for authority. We're looking for our worship to rise and, you know, and change. We're looking for that. And I think that to me, it is all based on this relationship with the Word and really becoming the Word and walking in the Word that we have.
We bless it. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.